0: From the nation's capital to the Sunshine State.
1: It's compelling.
0: The high plains of Kansas and the northeast corner of the land of enchantment.
2: It's Friday.
1: The land of EWTN all across the Lone Star State. It's GRN Alive. Bringing you faith, fun, and facts. Live from the
0: studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network.
1: Join us on the show. Call 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Good
0: morning and welcome to GRN Live Friday edition on this beautiful Friday the 13th. As somebody said on Twitter, Friday the 13th of 2020, what could possibly go wrong, right? Of course, we don't believe any of that. That's just uh, just a joke. We don't believe in any of the superstition. Uh, Friday the 13th would be just like Friday the 12th or Friday the 14th. It's just... uh, some people freak out by it, but <laughs> no reason to be afraid. We put our trust in the Lord. Good morning. Good to have you with us. This is uh, one of two days of the week that we do GRN Alive during this time. Joe and the team do it on Mondays, and we do it here on Fridays from our North Texas studio. And we are in the 32nd week of Ordinary Time. Dave Palmer, Cecil Anderson, Dr. Chris Malloy, Alex uh, Trevino, and Diane Xavier on our social media platforms. How you all doing? Doing great. Yeah. Great. Think of what's happened in the last week. Since we last did our show, the, the, the McCurk report has come out. We'll have a little bit of commentary on that. We definitively have a presidential uh, decision that, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, we know exactly who won the presidential election, right? Correct. <laughs> so clear,
3: yeah.
0: I mean, I've been watching the news. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's, it's done. We're all finished, right? No, Brent I'm kidding. CNN I'm being... knows. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about that as well. Some people are calling it the steal, and I tend to agree that there were some definitely some shenanigans going Going on, but i uh, would love to have your thoughts on it as well. I mentioned social media. Uh, Diane does a great job. You know, she puts up images of our guests and things that are related to the topics we're talking about. You can see behind the scenes what we look like, what Dr. Malloy's bow tie looks like today, which <laughs> hat Alex Trevino is wearing backwards today. Yes, I, we we I do don't, don't not think what about that. Wearing, yeah, right? surprise, surprise. <laughs> Uh, how what Sissel looks like today. I, I mean, you
4: can't really see me right now, and it's probably for a good reason. It's <laughs> early in the morning. I'm still drinking my coffee. You're Alex not is Alex hiding. Is,
5: you're, you're like I'm
0: in the
6: kind of behind Alex. Of I purposely shot, right? follow Alex whenever he moves. <laughs> when I, I move,
5: I, there yeah, you go. am behind Let's right, go, him. Right. Let's you're go. Like, you're like
0: his shadow. <laughs> yeah,
6: exactly.
0: <laughs> all right. And I got a little trivia question for
5: you guys
3: Ooh. this morning. I, I yes, got, I'm not I, alone. I, I, didn't I, I had one,
5: too,
0: actually.
3: Don't
0: you? Jeez. We all came ready, yeah. I gotta find trivia. by the way, 877 757 9424. I sometimes. give incomplete thoughts i'm mentioning social media go to youtube twitter (laughs) facebook the handle is grn online right Mm -hmm. and see the the just the greatness of diane xavier and what she's put together she does a great job and so uh join us there and we'd love to have you there so all right here's the question Who, who is the first american saint Ooh. American and, citizen? We mean American, and, and, and American born. citizen?
5: It's a trick question. <laughs> it's today's feast day. American okay, born? Wow, Alex,
0: you came what? with your game today, didn't boom. you? Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, so... St. Francis a, Cabrini. There's a distinction, yes. She's the first American citizen... Citizen. Uh, American
5: citizen... Right become a saint 1946 mm. uh she was canonized i would imagine elizabeth ann Seton would be the first american that's saint what I thought. did you None. steal my show notes no. sir? I, was, oh. I, I will tell you the secret okay. i went to daily mass for 13 years from kinder to 12th grade yeah you know at my school and the priest go. would always the feast days would always be the homily oh, there you go. And so sophomore junior year when i was you know being lazy and stupid to be honest, um you know, the, the priest would ask the question, like, who's the feast day? And then he would look at me when nobody knew and he'd be like, <laughs> Alex, you've been here how many years? How do you not know the feast? How many times have you heard this homily? <laughs> and so my senior year, I got all of them right. So yeah. anytime he, had, he asked, he asked me, yeah.
0: Lil, did you know that on
5: network radio, that, yeah. today, you were so there you go. Thank you, Father Phillips. Yeah. pay off. Thank you. All right. So oh, the distinction is- Real is, quick. Uh, yeah. Real quick. I- I brought up Mother Cabrini because there's I there, I found a joke on Twitter oh boy okay? <laughs> so she is the patroness of finding a parking spot so this is what you say this is the prayer use I thought it was St. Anthony well, Anthony's finding
6: parking. for, everything this, everything for the sake of this joke it's Mother Cabrini it's American cars
5: <laughs> in America American, American cars use this one. here's the prayer use Mother Cabrini Mother Cabrini help me parka this a machini. <laughs> Courtesy of Father Ryan Hildebrand on Twitter. He gets all the credit. Can
4: we please have a weekly Catholic joke? I like that. (laughs) I I
0: think we can start a segment. Yeah, the distinction between her and uh, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton is that St. Elizabeth Ann Seton was born physically in America. Mm. So she was the first American saint who was born in America. Uh, Mother Cabrini was born in Italy. Then she came over here, became an American citizen, and then was canonized. And if you're uh, trivia buffs out there... Uh, 1975 is when Elizabeth Ann Seton was canonized. Seems late. I mean, Seems there's, so, there's so many schools mm-hmm. and churches and parishes I named after her. She's quite famous.
7: I, I like the patience be- yeah. before canonizing.
5: How many years do you like seeing someone? A be- hundred. Well, <laughs> when, it, when
7: it's St. Francis, two years is fine. But, uh, you know, normally I would say, let's let's give it 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. Therese oh. was pretty quick the yeah. little flower the little flower is pretty quick
5: yeah, she was just she was alive in the late 1800s right yeah so yeah
0: yeah because yeah, i remember when uh even at the funeral mass of john paul ii people were saying what was it Santo uh, Sa- Santo Subito, yeah.
5: like saying
0: them canonize him right now and I
5: mean, you, you understand people love yeah. the guy be passionate very everyone knew who he was but at the same time you yeah, due diligence you have to make due diligence especially yeah. you, you just got to
7: have the devil's advocate there
5: yeah yeah, yeah, because it doesn't do the saint any good. It does us good, and we and
0: we need to be patient, right? I mean, it doesn't like it. He doesn't get into heaven the moment he's canonized. He's already in heaven. Right. We're just that's a uh, declaration, the, the earthly yeah. recognition yeah. of what uh, God has already uh, decided. Yeah. All right. Uh, second half of the show today, we are going to have a gentleman on the show, Tom Peterson, who has written a book called "The Willpower Advantage." And there's a very specific reason I wanted to have Tom on. First of all. You might know Tom because he founded Catholics Come Home uh Network, and he is an award-winning corporate advising, advertising executive. His life was changed at a Catholic men's retreat. In fact, I want to ask him about this. And then he founded Virtue Media and CatholicsComeHome.org. Uh, we're going to play a spot. Uh, sister's going to play. You're going to recognize it, and I was going to ask you, do you... This spot, because you know the church is going through such a difficult time right now, the nation's going through such a difficult time. There's a lot of you know, there's reasons to be pessimistic and you know, uh, you, throw, you know, just kind of disappointed. But I remember when I first heard this spot, and it made it confirmed how much I love being Catholic because this spot is called Epic. It's a minute long and it just talks about the greatness of the Catholic Church. The whole goal was is to draw people back who had drifted away from the Catholic Church. Well, Tom Peterson developed this spot, this, this organization, and now he's written the book. So here's, here's Epic.
8: Our family has spanned the centuries and the globe. With God's grace, we started hospitals to care for the sick. We established orphanages and helped the poor We are the largest charitable organization on the planet, bringing comfort to those in need. We educate more children than any other institution. We developed the scientific method and founded the college system. We defend the dignity of human life and uphold marriage. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are transformed by sacred scripture and sacred tradition, which have guided us for 2,000 years. We are the Catholic Church. With over 1 billion in our family, sharing in the sacraments and fullness of the Christian faith, Jesus started our church when he said to Peter, the first pope, you are rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. So if you've been away from the Catholic Church, we invite you to take another look Visit catholicscomehome.org dot today. We are Catholic. Welcome home.
0: Isn't that awesome? Do you remember that spot? Yeah, I remember now? it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's awesome. They say that in the first six years, Catholic Come Home aired the spots. Uh, a, a half a million people came back to the Catholic Church. A half a million people wow. said that you know, not not just through that spot, but through the effort. So, anyways, uh, the book is about virtue and. Uh, kind of the the return to it, and, uh, you know, I mean, there, there, there's so much right now to be uh, concerned about in, in the church. And, oh, and by the way, I've got three of the Fatima DVDs <laughs> that I'm going to give away. <laughs> but not uh, yet, right? Not yet. In the second half of the show, when Tom Peterson's on with us, basically we wanted to, uh, you know, how do we get ourselves back on track? What, what, what is... Uh, uh, you know, it's it's through a, a life of virtue individually, good marriages, good just be good people, be virtuous people, seek God. But uh, I want your take on this: is uh, how do we right the ship? You know that that uh, seemingly has gone wrong in our nation and even in our church. Anybody who calls in during the second half of the show, eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four, I'm gonna mail you. Uh, The first three people, one of the DVDs from Fatima, which we've all seen. It was a good movie, and so you you can own it. But uh, I want to talk a little bit, uh, this segment, about uh, what they're calling the steal, uh, maybe the premature uh, congratulations by a lot of people, uh, including the USCCB, including Pope Francis, uh, uh, for Pope Biden, I mean Pope Biden. (laughs) Uh, wow! Just do you, do you have information bit. we don't yeah. have? Like, are you breaking news? Right? <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe Dave's Biden. got a promotion coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joe Biden. Uh, I mean, last Saturday when you got the news, I remember my my daughter opened up. The, I was working on my car. My daughter opened up the the door in the garage and said, "Dad, Joe, Joe Biden was just announced that he won the, pre- the the presidency." And I was like, "What?" And then all of a sudden, I go every every website I go to. Joe Biden wins. 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 It's it just seems so coordinated. It seems so uh so off um and so we'll talk a little bit about that we'll talk a little bit about the mccuric report and uh so it's long i don't know if you did you have a chance to read much
7: of it or no i've read uh the reports about it 400 pages wow yeah yeah that's it has a nice summary though that's that's what's that's nice yeah yeah. So released
5: well, on my birthday, by the way. So I'm never going to forget my birthday. <laughs> November 10th. Yeah. Happy birthday to Because me. the
7: McCarrick report
0: comes out, right? Yeah. yeah. came out on my birthday. Yeah. So never oh, that's,
5: uh, that's good. <laughs> something to be proud of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also,
0: I'm going to share with you, uh, uh, a, a rather controversial and viral video that's come out by a priest here where we are by the name of Father Jim Gelati, who gave a homily at a school mass recently. And he was not happy about something that one of his faculty members had done, and we'll talk more about that, but I love it. Uh, he stands up for truth, and he says, basically, I don't care where the chips will fall. I am a priest, and I need to defend the truth. And I think you're going to love this. And so we'll play that in just a moment uh, as well. And Sissel has been tracking down a few stories in the news. Anything going on, Sissel?
4: Yeah, so um, in all the other craziness we've had going on in our world, COVID is still a thing. And churches across the United States are still fighting to be able to have their masses. Um, And so notably, uh, the Brooklyn Diocese in New York has been fighting – to be able to have more than twenty five percent, they're still at twenty five percent capacity. and now it's gone all the way to the Supreme Court. So oh, wow. <laughs> they are asking of the u s. Um, the u s. Supreme Court, yes. um to they're asking that they block um, Governor Como's uh, executive order that limits the number of people. And uh, yeah, so basically, since, the pandemic has started, or since they were able to start having any masses, they've been safely operating 25% capacity. They've had no outbreaks within the churches. Um, And it's interesting because back in May, there was a decision that was ruled in favor of the state, so California, uh, the California case, that they continue to restrict um, Mm -hmm. church services. So, they're hoping that this time they might be able to win over.
0: I hope so. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And not just... New York in uh, the Diocese of Portland, Maine, is also being very frustrated right now because they're not, they, because of a rise of cases, they've been restricted to 50 people no matter the size of the church. So some of these churches can be very large and fit like 25, 30, uh, 50% capacity very well. But so they've been asking, they're trying to fight now that they can have... Because other places are available, other um, restaurants are at 25 or 50% capacity, but the churches are down to 50, Yeah, just 50 people.
0: And there are some, there are more states in California that are saying, you know, don't do the Thanksgiving thing with your family. Chicago. (laughs) Chicago. and uh, Mayor Mayor Lightfoot,
5: five days after being out in the streets with hundreds of thousands of people, she cancels Thanksgiving because that's not safe, but it's safe for her to be around with the speakerphone just
7: spitting into the crowd. Ohio is going to mandate crazy. masks. I mean, but that, at least you're allowed to still move about. But I think they're going to mandate, ma- the governor wants to mandate masks. For,
0: you mean the whole state, everywhere? Yes. Er, Utah, Utah yeah. just did that Out too. The Colorado. day that I left
5: Utah, yeah. that, that's when it started.
7: So it's, left a, a good so time. it's coming down. And the UK is closed. Uh, France is closing, I believe. Um, Sweden. So European. Sweden? Yeah. Sweden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweden. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. Let me, to, I thought
0: they all had herd immunity. That's what I, they said. That's what they said. I, yeah, I, I wasn't sure about Sweden. Uh, if you want to join the conversation again, uh, we're going to give the DVDs away in the second half of the program when Tom Peterson is on with us talking about his uh, book on the virtues and willpower. 877-757-9424. I always like to hear from you. As I mentioned, last Saturday, uh, the election was basically called for um, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden. He has developed a... The the office of president elect, you know, when he speaks, he's got like a little seal that says the office of president elect. There is no such office, and I think you know, objectively speaking, we we don't have a president elect. I mean that it, the the college uh, um, uh, the, the the there is it might have been a vote, and I think that is has to be finalized by December eighth. But uh, I read something that says, what we're seeing from the corporate media is a complete mirage, an illusion, a phony, well-crafted movie, and everyone in the establishment media, even the so-called conservative media, is in on it. They wasted no time declaring Biden the winner of this election, even using the term president-elect, when in fact it's not until the Electoral College casts its votes that the term comes into effect. Many people, as I mentioned, were upset at the USCCB Uh, and Archbishop Gomez for sending a congratulatory uh, message to uh, Joe Biden. Uh, Joseph uh, Strickland, the Bishop of Tyler, I don't know if you saw his tweet. He said, and this is a direct quote from uh, um, Bishop uh, Strickland, a dark cloud has descended on this nation when the USCCB and Planned Parenthood speak in unison in support of a Biden-Harris administration that supports the slaughter of innocents by abortion for all nine months of pregnancy that's uh, that's Bishop wow. that's Bishop Strickland
7: speaking so yeah it 's one thing to recognize you know someone uh, and, and it 's another thing to congratulate
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
7: And, and and you're and obviously you're you're saying it 's premature even to recognize at this point, but that that 's because of the legal challenges trump is is uh mounting.
0: Well I think I think the problem is is that when you set up expectations especially for a segment of the population that you know has a proclivity for violence and then that possibly might get overturned and there's a very possible chance that that could happen you're setting the stage oh yeah for absolute chaos mm-hmm. for riots. you're setting the stage for literally death and destruction of people and churches and and I just think it's really imprudent and I think and, and Dr. Marcellino D'Ambrosio has has yeah, sent an open out, letter yeah. to um, Archbishop Gomez uh, as well wow. which I think is very respectful and I can read a, yeah. a little bit about that uh, as well uh, by the way Bishop Michael Olson I thought of the Diocese of Fort Worth really really good statement yeah great response I read that one can he, we read that one yeah he said this is this is Bishop Michael Olson Diocese of Fort Worth uh, this is still a time Time for prudence and patience as the results of the presidential election have not been officially authenticated. It appears that there will be recourse made in the courts so it is best for us in the meantime to pray for peace in our society and nation and that the integrity of our republic, one nation under God, might be maintained for the common good of all.
7: Well said. That's great. a mm-hmm. great statement.
0: Great. That is that is right on Thank you, mark. Bishop. Yeah, yep. and so uh, and I want to get to that Father uh, Jim Gelati as well, uh, 877-757-9424, uh, Dr. Marcellino D'Ambrosio uh, said, Dear Archbishop Gomez, in your recent statement on November 7th, you appealed to Catholics and Americans to conduct themselves with virtue and self-discipline, engaging in public discourse with charity and civility following the election of 2020. I welcome this timely exhortation and will do everything in my power to heed it and encourage others to do so. However, then you quickly proceeded to recognize and congratulate Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as the victors. I am sorry, Archbishop Gomez, I cannot follow you in this premature gesture. Neither the news media nor the USCCB are competent to certify the results of a U.S. presidential election. Margins were zero, razor thin in key states, as you know. Provisional ballots are still being counted. Recounts and serious legal challenges are in the process. Respect for voters and candidates alike demand that we not prejudice the process, but instead allow it to proceed. Dr. Dr. Marcellino. And he's not the kind of guy that's, you know, courts controversy. Mm. You know,
7: he's, uh, but he's right. And speaking of these, a lot of uh, priests and parishes are calling for uh, fasting and prayer. Yeah. And I like the way uh, Archbishop, uh, excuse me, Bishop uh, Olson puts it for the common good. Yeah, you don't need to make this call in terms of a immediate and explicit partisan um, mm. thing, but we know what the values are. We know that pro life is uh, of paramount importance. We know that natural law and natural sexuality are of paramount importance, and these are under great threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we need to fast and pray yeah amen yep.
0: to that yep. um i want to play the the father jim gelati cut that's because, an awesome one uh yeah this is this is uh amazing this is uh some a priest that i know well in fact we have a promotional video for the guadalupe radio network where Fa- father jim gelati was actually interviewed and he talks about how you know people come back to confession sometime and say i haven't been to confession in 20 30 years and he'll say what brought you back and they'll say "Listening to catholic radio and so he he's uh he's a friend of, of ours and the background for this was he is the pastor of a parish in Fort Worth called St. Andrews, uh, and there's a there's a Catholic school associated with it. And I guess one of his teachers, one of his faculty members, went on the school uh, Facebook page, one of the so- social media platforms, and congratulated uh, Joe Biden for for winning uh, and Kamala Harris. Right? Well. Uh, uh, Father Jim was not uh, happy about this, and it wasn't necessarily about the fact that this wasn't officially something that's been confirmed like was Dr. Marcellino's beef. Uh, he had another beef about it, and I, I love how he puts this. This is uh, almost three minutes long, so listen to this. Uh, Father Jim Gelati and his – this is at a school mass – this is in front of the kids, and the teachers, and the faculty, okay?
5: Presumably the teacher that also posted
0: this on Oh yeah! Oh,
9: yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. oh, yeah, without a doubt, without Woo-hoo! a doubt. So uh, here, here, here it is. Well, once more, we have St. Paul. I love St. Paul. St. Paul is uh, a straight shooter. I think that works especially, don't you think, in Texas? He's a straight shooter. He shoots from the hip. I understand that to mean he talks turkey. Oh, these idioms and metaphors. He speaks his truth and let the consequences fall where they may. It has come to my attention that there, there is on a school Facebook uh, some celebrations over uh, Biden being elected president. That's your business. You can do that in your own realm. But please remember... And this is my role to say this. And you want to go to court about this? That's your prerogative. You want to have a fisticuffs fight about it? I don't do that. I'm just going to take a stand and let the pieces fall where they may. You are not to celebrate the fact that this pro-abortionist is close to being the president of the United States. He is a pro-abortionist. The Catholic Church is anti-abortion. I presume that you are not discussing in the classroom the situation of abortion that goes against what the Catholic Church teaches. I presume you are doing that. I have to let you know, any more postings about celebrating Biden, who is a pro-abortionist and not a good Catholic at all in name only, well, I have to do my duty and protect the faith and protect these children. And I suggest to you that there would be jobs in jeopardy. Now that's my stand. That's my Leo, the great. And I'm willing to get into the foray of this. You want to celebrate something about this man who is without value and you don't like it? Well, that's your problem. This is my pulpit and my parish and my church, and I am going to bespeak what the church teaches, let the pieces fall where they may. And so, boys and girls, we are in for quite a time if this man is actually declared the president of the United States, along with his vice president, whose name I won't even pronounce, who is grossly anti-Catholic. So. If you're going to celebrate the fact that that person is close to being president, don't do it on our time. End of discussion.
7: All right, there you have it. Time to enroll in that school.
5: I will say that that is probably the only appropriate time to clap at mass <laughs>
0: yeah, <right. laughs> yeah
5: that's it i can't think of anything else and you know what's amazing <laughs> is that uh
0: this i i presume was a daily mass because he got yeah. the kid got the yeah. kids there it sounded like he had a whole lot of people there and i'm sure not everybody was clapping but it uh well, he must have
7: great homilies. I mean, to be able to be bold like that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. He, he I, 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 I no, he's never been my pastor, but I've been to some of his masses before, and he's, uh, he's a teacher. He teaches during the mass, and it's really, that's awesome, uh, amazing. I don't know if the rubrics allow this, but every now and then he'll, he'll stop and say, okay, this is a part of mass when we do this, and he'll, he'll explain what, what he's doing, and I, 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 I find him to be a great man. So, anyways, pray for him. Interestingly, I mentioned uh, Bishop Michael Olson. Uh, yeah, that's his boss. I mean. Right. Bishop Michael Olson, who gave that very measured response uh, to the, the, you know, the the election, uh, you know, that's – they're both in the same diocese, and so we'll see how the the chips fall for for Father Jim Gelati. Yep. awesome. Alright, uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, we all seem to like it. I'm sure it doesn't, uh, you know, uh, some people may think, uh hey, he's gone, he's, that's too much. He shouldn't be talking about politics on the the pulpit. And he, you know, th- he went too far. Uh, what do you think? 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. And, uh, we, we, we just touched briefly on the McCarrick report. Any thought? I was, any, well, I was yeah, going to say this tweet say that, that,
5: this tweet from a, um, from a priest, um, in Pennsylvania that I read this morning, I think is a good segue from there, from what we were talking about with, with Father in Fort Worth to this, where courage would be wonderful, but even a little fear of hell would be refreshing at this point.
10: Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs>
5: and, you know, hearing a priest stand up for the, for the faith in such a a powerful way, it's refreshing to hear a priest, you know, be, Basically, say that there are consequences to our to our actions. Yeah, and I think with the McCarrick report, the same could be said. Yeah, um, I like like uh, Dr. Malloy. I you know I skimmed through the through the um, executive summary at the beginning. I read through a lot of the articles, and that's what it seems like. That's a that's a great sort of thing to put.
7: Absolutely, you know, as, yeah. as,
5: a, as a summary of the whole thing,
7: one of the things that seems to me coming to light is you know you'd, you've all seen uh, Vigano is mentioned 306 times yeah the next most mentioned is like 138 i think that's John Paul II 52, right uh, and then it goes on you know his secretary and pope benedict um you know and others are mentioned just a handful of times it what a number of our um number of people are claiming catholic herald crisis mm-hmm. inside the vatican there's another one that I forget which the psychologist who was interviewed said that the data that's in the report from him, from him has been distorted and there are some false things in there that are being, um, you know, as it were traced to him. Mm. So he was the psychologist for a priest that was a victim of McCarrick Oh, is and, it like
5: the priest one or priest two, one of those that's mentioned? Yeah.
7: Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he says, look, this is not, and he's got a several part. So he's released part one thus far. He had with Alcresta uh, an interview. He says at minute 22, so you could look that up, uh, is where he um, gives some of the false, uh, states some of the false information there. And he's got two more parts wow. uh, coming out. So, it. but but these guys are claiming is that it's this is gaslighting.
3: Mm-hmm. You
7: know, so... Uh, the real um fault has been shifted to the whistleblowers yeah yeah and also, i mean john paul ii does seem like he could have, he needed to be more vigilant there's no question about that uh he needed to be more vigilant he was soft on this right. he was soft on reforming the curia those go hand in hand right but um he decided to preach to the world apparently that's how somebody said uh, uh, somebody presents the beginning of john paul's pontificate and they he goes to the curia and they said you can either reform us Or you can preach to the world. And he said, I'm, I'll I'll preach to the world. I'm bouncing, I'm (laughs) out. So that's what he, that's what he did. Yeah.
0: It seems like George Weigel wrote about this in First, uh, First Things is that the focus in a lot of the media reports has been on John Paul II. And George Weigel's point is this was not a report about John Paul II. This is a report about, uh, you know, former Cardinal Theodore McCarrick, but it gets, it gets kind of distracted. All of a sudden, we all, we're all talking about, you know, what role did John Paul II have? And it's like, well, this wasn't about John Paul II. You know, yeah, he made have made mistakes, and George Weigel admits that that he probably did make some mistakes. But this, this isn't about him. Some people are having a
7: crisis of faith about that, and so we should we should probably note that you know that uh, being a saint doesn't mean you're prudential as a, a leader, in as, in all cases, right? It right. means mm-hmm. you have right. sanctity. That's what it means. Wow. Uh, then
5: yeah, I think the 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 big takeaway for me is that they you know from just, at least from everything that I've that I've read is. Um, it gets into the how, but it doesn't get into the why so much. Yeah. And that's frustrating because you want to understand how the, like, not, not just that these things happened, but why they were allowed to happen and who was there specifically when these things happened. The big thing for me is that he had, you know, a slush fund that was just, it was donors just giving him money for whatever charitable cause he had and it was never audited. It was included in, in, in you know, in different um, financial statements, but it was never revealed exactly where that money went. And then you have him going around the world, giving money envelopes. to all of these bishops on um, wide envelopes of cash. Yeah. And uh, no one's talking about who got that or any of those people in any hierarchical positions in the Catholic church. And did
7: that influence that uh, them going up in those positions in any way? James Grine is not mentioned. Yeah. He Apparently interviewed. Yeah. Uh, Christina Niles says that he appears silently in a footnote, wow. anonymously. I yeah. should say. Wow, yeah, that's uh that, that's, that's that's pretty amazing. that's outrageous.
0: Let me uh, let me go to some phone calls. We're going to take we're going to extend a little bit this segment, and then we're going to get Tom Peterson on in just a moment. I uh, got a few calls coming in about what we're talking about. Uh, Reg in Dallas is our first caller. Hi, Reg. Good morning. Thanks for calling. Hello,
10: hello. Good to good to hear you, Dave. I've been listening this morning with Susan. And uh, I got a few things to say about Father Gelada. Okay,
0: yeah, go ahead. He's the one who did the, right. the clip we just played, yes.
10: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. He may have been speaking from the pulpit, but he was not speaking politics. He was speaking the teachings of the Catholic Church, and that's what he is supposed to do. And if politics and the, and the, the teachings of the church clash, the church wins every time at the pulpit and should win every time anywhere. Amen. So that's basically what I got to say about that. Uh, I mean, uh, Joe Biden and his, his artificial office of the president-elect, whatever that is, uh, is not president-elect just yet. He will not be president until he's inaugurated. He will not be inaugurated until he is president-elect. He will not be president-elect until he is certified by the Electoral College. The Electoral College will not certify him until all these uh, charges of fraud are investigated, and they won't be investigated until the evidence is gathered and presented to the courts. So if somebody wants Biden to be the 46th president of the United States, well, they better cooperate with the investigation or shut their yap.
0: <laughs> well said. Yeah, well we said, Reg. Thanks so much. Good to hear from you. And I think everything Reg just said is true. I mean, from a factual matter. And I think we just need to you know, tap the brakes and say let's let's hold on and see how this plays out. And if uh, if Joe Biden is declared the rightful uh, uh, president, I think we 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 got to accept it'll, it. It'll be know? it'll uh, be
7: better both ways. Yeah,
0: either way. Yeah. It'll I, be a clean and fair election. But let the process yeah. run its course and don't, uh, everybody's getting so impatient with this. And I think there's an agenda here. All right. We have to take a break. We're a little bit behind. This is GRN Alive live Friday. Thanks for the calls that have come in. And, uh, Reg, Reg got in, but he didn't get the, uh, the Fatima DVD because he called in the first half. But,
3: uh, uh, oh, Reg, Reg, man, I touch. was going to ask he was you. Off but by two minutes. Tough, tough guy. guy is everything. Wow. My
0: goodness.
4: I have 832 those, here. Those, yeah, th- yeah, technically, no. if we're running late. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, I don't vote get for oh. Don't get all the technicalities. All right, so Tom, Peter, Tom Peterson's going to join us. We're going to take a two-minute break here. Uh, this is Jaren Alive. And again, if you call in, have a question, a comment, how are we going to write this ship? Uh, how are we going to get back into a, uh, 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 you know, uh, Alexis de Tocqueville said America is great because America is good. How do we become a good country again? How do we become virtuous? How do we trust each other? How do we build trust in the church and the nation again? That's what we'll talk about with Tom Peterson uh, and his new book. which is called The Willpower Advantage. We'll be back. Is the Lord calling you to be a missionary?
11: Hi, Joe McLean here, and the Guadalupe Radio Network is calling for rosary missionaries to join with the GRN in praying for very special intentions. Would you be one of them? Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Together, we can bring the power of prayer to bear on a dark world in need of the light of Christ. Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries.
2: So the neighbor who we've spoken to, you know, just in greeting, but who I don't believe has ever spoken back to us out of the blue uh, surprised us. One day we were getting the kids in the car for Mass and asked us if we were going to Mass. I was dumbstruck for about probably 10 seconds. It was great that we had an opportunity to share about our parish and that we were Catholic. Turned out she was Catholic too, and she assumed we were because of the bumper sticker on our car.
10: The Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.
6: The first promise the Guadalupe Radio Network made in 1996 was to protect the sanctity of life from conception until natural death. Our beautiful Catholic faith serves as a perfect guide in dealing with the sanctity of life issues and how to address the difficult challenges that our nation and the world are facing in many ways in today's society and culture. Almost every program on the Guadalupe Radio Network provides toward listening family at some time the need to protect life, whether that life is in the womb or in its final stages in a nursing home or hospital. Whether you are listening to the homilies during the daily mass from the EWTN chapel or to the various call-in shows, you will always hear about the sanctity of all life. We are one Guadalupe Radio Network family. We are radio for your soul. This is Len Oswald, president of the GRN, with your GRN Family Minute. And I want to thank you for being part of the GRN family.
0: All right, uh, here we are back with GRN, GRN Alive Friday. Dave Palmer, Cecil Anderson, Dr. Chris Malloy, Alex Trevino, and Diane Xavier. And you, our dear listeners, uh, thank you so much for... Uh, joining us, just a reminder, uh, the next, uh, Shurathon is coming up in a few weeks. I think it's, uh, two weeks from this coming Tuesday. It's December 1st through the 4th as we close out the celebration of 20 years of, uh, Catholic radio on the Guadalupe Radio Network. It's what we call the Christmas Shurathon and we'll have some good testimonies to tell you. Some, you'll warm the cockles of your heart. It's a great season. I love Advent. I love Christmas. It's just the best time of the year. So please make plans for that. Call in, support, keep this, uh, Are you gonna- to sing
5: he, uh, during the share yeah uh, you just have to chest chest tune in
0: and find out okay <laughs> so,
5: like, if you hit a certain goal you're gonna have to i mean, that i think that'll incentivize plenty of people. I, to I think i've
0: sung before now yeah. toya our VP, i've been trying to get her to sing on the air for uh gosh over a decade now. She got a good voice. It hasn't happened. I don't know. She won't sing. Oh. I'm not sure. it 's trying to provoke her. <laughs> All right. 877-757-9424 is the phone number. Well, we're uh, happy to have on the line with me. And by the way, uh, three people call in this segment. Call in, ask a question, get on the air. We'll send you the Fatima DVD, okay? I've got three of them. 877-757-9424. Uh, Tom Peterson uh, hosts the popular EWTN television series called Catholics Come Home. Former advertising executive, he began VirtueMedia.org, which creates and airs television commercials that encourage abortion-vulnerable women to choose life. And his newest apostolate is called Amen, Alleluia. It's being launched with uh, this book uh, in order to help people grow in virtue. The book is called The Willpower Advantage, Building Habits for Lasting Happiness. He joins us on GRN Live. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. How are y'all doing? We're doing fine. You got a whole team here, so you may hear some different voices coming at you. Don't think you're going nuts, okay? (laughs)
11: The more Catholics, the better.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Tom. Before we get into the book, and I'm really interested in hearing about it. uh, I want to first of all thank you for your great work with Catholics Come Home. Uh, Earlier in the program, we played the one minute version of the epic uh, spot that, uh, and I mentioned at the time, uh, the earlier in the show that when I heard that. All the love that I had for the Catholic faith, it's kind of like you encapsulated it, uh, what the Catholic faith means. And I just wanted you to kind of comment on that and the impact that Catholics Come Home has had in high, cause in a time like this <laughs> where there's so much pessimism and people are just yeah. uh, confused. You know, we, we still have an awesome church uh, and an awesome God. <laughs> uh, so maybe just comment on that and what inspired you to with sure. Catholics Come Home.
11: So uh, years ago, 25 years ago, I went on a retreat that changed my life. And in front of the Eucharist, I had a profound experience with the Holy Spirit. And I was begging God after that, going to morning Mass, what would you like me to do with my life? And he led me into these uh, three apostolates. And how exciting the adventure has been. I didn't choose it. He chose it for me. I look back. I wouldn't trade it for anything. And as best we can tell, based on diocesan calculations, as many as a million people have come back to the church thanks wow. to the Holy Spirit touching them through seeing a Catholics Come Home commercial on national TV, one of seven times, or on a bowl game with Coach Lou Holtz on the uh, evangel commercial, or perhaps even uh, on one of the local campaigns we did with 40-some uh, archdiocese and dioceses And the, the whole epic commercial that you're referring to talks about the history beauty, spirituality, and accomplishments of the Catholic Church started by Jesus Himself. There is no second best. And many of your listeners probably share the same thought, like, man, our world is messed up today. And a lot of people in our church are messed up today. They're not, you know, being a loud voice for the sanctity of life or traditional marriage or God's teachings on uh you know living the commandments fully. And despite the Judases we may have among us, The Catholic Church is started by Jesus, will guide us till the end of time with the Holy Spirit, and there is no second best. It's Jesus' church. We can embrace the teachings of the church. We can embrace that history handed down through the apostles to this day, but we uh, we need to be examples of virtue in our church, and that's why we wrote The Willpower Advantage, so that we can all find more happiness and really get rid of those things that lead us away from God and lead us away from true happiness.
3: Yeah,
0: uh, Tom Peterson joining us. Uh, the Willpower Advantage: uh, Building Habits for Lasting Happiness is the book he co-authored it with uh, Dr. Ryan Hanning, and he joins us uh, for the uh, uh, Tom Peterson does for the remainder of the show. Uh, Alex, who's in studio here with me, had a little. he and I had a discussion before we came to you about whether we're we're just lost. Alex seems to be of the opinion that uh, this country is just beyond repair. Am I am
5: I right now? I mean, a, I'm not advocating for like a civil war no, it or anything, <laughs> but uh, but it, it's very. Well, di- I'll tell you this: it's it's very difficult to find commonality, common values, common moral values right. with with people that you know that don't sort of um, believe what I believe or I believe what they believe. It, we're, right. it seems like we're so far divided we can't find anything in common. That's the point that I made so, to Dave. Yeah,
10: your, your
11: point is well taken, and that's one reason we started the third Apostolate, Not like I don't have enough to do with the first two, but <laughs> Amen, Alleluia are the same words in every language on the planet. So talk about a brand. I'm, a, I'm an advertising guy by background. Anywhere you go in the world, Amen, Alleluia is understood. Those are the same words. Even the name of Jesus is not the same in every language. So if we were to have a brand where we were trying to, and this is our slogan, unifying people of goodwill in living God's will, Amen, Alleluia is doing just that. So I encourage your listeners and all of you to visit amenallelujah.com and see what we're doing. There's a prayer app where we can pray for each other. It's really answering the call of what you're talking about this morning on we feel so alone. Where do we find unity? And we find unity among people of goodwill whose hearts are centered on Christ. And quite honestly, we feel very alone from the secular world, the mainstream media, technology, uh, and a lot of folks who don't vote and think like we do. Because uh, we're very much isolated, and we have a very small voice today, oftentimes in our church and in our world. So we're trying to penetrate that barrier somehow. We're trying to unify the people of goodwill and living God's will and spread it one by one if we have to, among our families, friends, coworkers, neighbors, and so forth. Because it's really, the devil loves to divide. And, and I think it's very important for people of goodwill who have their hearts set on Jesus to help sharpen and feed each other, to build each other up, and to really help each other through this very, very difficult spiritual war we're facing right now. And that's exactly what it is, spiritual warfare.
0: Yeah, certainly it is. Let's go to a few phone calls. Joan is calling from Houston, has a a comment for our guest, Tom Peterson. Joan, thanks for calling. What's your comment?
2: I am so happy, Tom, that you have written this book to give people another thing to go through all of the problems that we're facing in our world today, especially COVID and the trouble with the election. Those are two things yeah. that are just eating up our country.
0: Yeah. Thanks, yeah,
11: Joan. Joan I think, <clears throat> thank you, Joan. I think we're all losing sleep and we're all in need of more hope. You know, I've been doing that novena that, uh, or that prayer that EWTN put out. I think it was Michelle Bachman put it out about Lord, you know, unveil all the things that are hidden in this election and unveil all the things that are being done in secrecy so that we can see the truth and the true will of the voters uh, are are approved. So we're, we're continuing that, and I encourage you to go online and get that. Uh, perhaps Guadalupe can provide it to the listeners if they have it ready. Uh, that's powerful. But we're looking for more hope. We're looking for more joy. And what can we control? We can't control the outside world, but we can control how we respond to it. Exactly what the was written, to do a spiritual audit and a customized game plan for each one of us based on our personality, based on our temperaments, on how can I find that happiness despite this war and chaos going on in the world. And I'll tell you, it really does give you some hope, because our hope is centered on Christ.
0: Amen. Joan, thanks for the call. appreciate it very much. Lucy calling in from North Texas. Lucy, uh, what's your question or comment for Tom Peterson?
2: Yeah, hi, good morning. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much for that beautiful uh, commercial, the epic. I heard that a few years ago, and I fell in love with it. I thought I would love to see that aired on the major networks and cable stations regularly. It should be on all the time because it. I think it would teach a lot of Catholics, let alone those who are not, about what the Church is about. I think a lot of people don't know that uh, the church did all these beautiful things, and we have so much to be thankful for. So that in itself is so beautiful. So if there's some way to, and I know it takes a lot of money to do something like that, so I don't know if we could make a campaign of some sort to bring this commercial to air regularly. I see things on Fox, like, you know, some of the other... um, Oh, I I don't know if they're a fundamentalist or whatever, but they're they're very beautiful commercials about uh, turning to the Lord. But this is just, this just knocks the socks off of all of that stuff. It is the, it's the church. It's like, wow. And I think people would just stand up and take notice if this was heard. So I love, by the way, I, I'm so excited that you're here and talking about it. I didn't know it was you. Now I know it's you, so I'm so grateful to
0: know that. <laughs> now you've met him. Lucy, thanks, yes. thanks for the call. Uh, Tom, uh, I, I know you actually have, in the, the years past, played this um, during college bowl games. I mean, different things. You mentioned Lou Holtz. And so this really has been presented to a, a pretty broad audience, hasn't it?
11: Oh, we are it regularly and have done so for many, many years, in fact. Uh, We aired a campaign in October. We aired heavily during COVID lockdown because we knew people were watching TV. And we have another campaign coming up at Christmas. So, Lucy, the number one thing you and the other listeners can do is go on CatholicsComeHome.org, hit the donate button, and help us to air this more often. But we are not only airing on Fox, which... You know, to a certain extent, a lot of people are like-minded and maybe more likely to be uh, faithful Catholics. But there's a whole lot of fallen-away people there and on all the other stations. We're the only religious group ever to ever advertise nationally on CBS and NBC on the broadcast networks. We air regularly on cable, and I thank you, Lucy, because you're probably a great Catholic who doesn't watch a lot of television, and that's why you're not seeing us, but we're on all the time during the year. When I say all the time, at least twice during the year, during Lent and Advent, but we also air in local markets and other times during the year, and you know, the the problem is we just don't have enough funds to air often enough, but we've reached 240 million people. Uh, by all standards of calculation. About a million people have come back to the church thanks to these evangelicals, as we call them. And I think it's critical to air them more often in more places. While we can, God forbid that we're censored, because that's the cancel culture. They want to cancel anything that is pro-life, anything that is God-centered. So we've got to air these as soon as possible, as much as possible. So please come to our CatholicsComeHome.org website and help us do that.
0: Lucy, thanks for the call. I appreciate it very much. The book is called The Willpower Advantage, Building Habits for Lasting Happiness. Tom Peterson and Ryan Hanning are the guests. We just have about uh 10 more minutes in the program. If you want to call in and have a, a question or a comment for the guest, 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Um, Tom, talk about the role of virtue and, uh, you know, uh, Aquinas, it has The whole middle section of the, of the Summa is about virtue. It's so important. I think sometimes maybe we can list the, the cardinal virtues and the theological virtues, but it's a little confusing as far as, far as how they apply and play into uh, a good, holy life. Uh, speak about that and how that's incorporated into your book.
11: Sure. So Dr. Ryan Hanning is the theologian. He's the, the real smart guy. I'm the guy who makes it understandable for people. Hmm. So I'm going to answer you in a very simple way how many times have you been to confession and come out and you've heard the absolution from the priest who's in the persona of Christi in the person of Christ and says, go and sin no more. And if you're like me, that little voice in your head says, well, how am I supposed to sin no more? I live in Atlanta and I have busy traffic and people are cutting me off and it really torques me. Um, and so that particular question in my head is what got me to pursue, how do I live a life of more virtue? How do I stop, yelling at people in traffic? How do I stop commenting on my atheist neighbor next door uh, who does spiteful things to me? How do I turn it around and live like Jesus wants? And we realized in business that there's all kinds of assessment tools, things like Myers-Briggs tests, strength finders, things that that tell us how we're doing. But we didn't have anything in the Christian world that says, how am I doing with God? If I were to have my life examined today and, you know, in front of St. Peter and Jesus, uh, you know, for eternity, what would it look like? So we created a spiritual audit in which you can see how you stand up to the various virtues, where you have strengths, where you have weaknesses. Then we compare that to your temperament, your personality, and how God created you and created a system where there's a customized plan for each person in order to find that true happiness that comes from leading a life of virtue of, um, doing the things that God wants us to do and the way He wants us to do them.
0: 877-757-9424, Tom Peterson, my guest, uh, The Willpower Advantage. And the, the thing I like about your book, uh, Tom, yours and, uh, uh Ryan Hanning's is that it's, it's God focused. It's got the, the end, I know is, <laughs> you know, we want to spend eternity with God. There are some more, I guess, New Age alternatives, uh, like the, the Enneagram, and there's things that uh, people, that young people especially, I think, are being attracted to, to kind of figure out what their personalities are and what their strengths and weaknesses are. Tell us about the difference and why the approach you're, um, you're using is, is more kind of God-focused.
11: Yeah, it's, it's certainly not a self-help book in any way. It's not one of those New Age things. In fact, we made it very secular-friendly by calling it The Willpower Advantage, Building Habits for Lasting Happiness. It's The book looks like, and the title and subtitle look like something that you would find on a general secular bookstore shelf, and we did that for a reason, because it's a wider tent to invite more people in. But quite honestly, we're never going to find that hope, we're never going to find that happiness until we live God's will. And who taught us that? Our Blessed Mother. We're on Guadalupe Radio Network, so we should talk about our Blessed Mother. And what does she do? She always points us to her son, Jesus. And what does she always tell us? Do whatever my son asks of you. And her famous line is, thy will be done. You know, thy will be done at the Annunciation. And this book is a way to help us to find out, how do I do that? Lord, how do I live your will? It's a crazy world. I've got some quirks that were there from birth, from my DNA, my bloodline. I've got some talents, but I've got this unique personality. So the book is geared to taking who we are, how God created us, but to do the plan according to uh, God's will for our lives. So it's very much not self-help. It's very much how do I surrender to God given all of these things in, in a customized plan made for me. And that's the beauty of God. He loves each one of us individually. He died and rose to save each one of us individually. And we've put that beautiful heartfelt uh information in this book the willpower advantage customized for each person reading it
5: very nice um is, would this be a good book to sort of to give to uh to to like friends of mine for example who you know have fallen away a little bit are struggling with their catholic faith is this for people who you know are already strong in their catholic faith like who who would best benefit from this book i guess
11: yeah, we wrote it for everybody. So again, Dr. Ryan Hanning is the theologian. He yes. helped me with Catholics Come Home in, in Phoenix and quarterback that when 92,000 people came back. But basically, you know, we created this to be uh, easy to understand and read for somebody who wants deep, deep theological virtues, uh, a devout Catholic like a lot of your listeners. But we also made it understandable and easy to digest with stories, with common information in there for secular people for people in the Protestant and the Evangelical world, as well as fallen away Catholics or nominal Catholics. So you say, how can a book be for everybody? Because it really is a broad tent. We really wanted to make it something that everyone could benefit from, no matter where you are on your faith journey, with you know some deeper information for people who want it, but some really easy to understand stuff for everybody. And sometimes we focus only on those deep things and we forget the basics. You know, Jesus. Jesus said, "Let me let me simplify everything for you." Love right. God he told and he told mind. stories,
5: right? Yeah. He kept it simple. Yeah,
11: always parables. Right. You know, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And let me give you some parables so you can understand <laughs> what I'm teaching. That's what we're trying to do.
5: That's awesome. Um, I want to take it back really quick to your to your epic commercials. Those, you know, I it, it um. I heard it again this morning and it just unlocked the memory of me just watching it over college football games and all that. Do you, you know, it made me so proud to be a Catholic um, back in the day. Do you have any, um, any stories or testimonies of people, you know, watching that and coming back to the Catholic faith? Is there any stories like that that you can share with us of any sort of uh, testimony that you've received that's impactful to you? You
11: you can, you can see about 70 of them on our website, catholicscomehomes.org. Under the video tab, uh, we have the five seasons of past seasons of our EWTN show that airs in prime time at 8:30 uh, Eastern time on Sunday nights, 6:30 Eastern time on Monday nights, and then Saturday mornings. Uh, and you'll hear the stories of people who saw those evangelicals like Epic and came back to the church. But my favorite one is our very first episode ever. Dr. Gloria Sampson lived in Chicago, grew up in a Catholic home. Uh, you know, questioned faith in her high school years, went to uh, University of Michigan during the radical days of the hippies in the 60s, and said, you either do faith right or you don't do it at all. So she laughed and said, I didn't do it at all. She met an atheist husband, uh, ended up going to China to work with the communists who were atheists, and said, I fit in quite well with them. And for, for 37 years or more, had been away from God in the church. And when I had her on my TV show in Vancouver, British Columbia, on the very first episode years ago, six years ago, I said, Dr. Sampson, what's new and different in your life? She said, I saw a Catholics Come Home commercial. It piqued my curiosity. I went to the website. I saw another one. I talked to a friend. And before I knew it, I was back at the confessional and home to the Catholic Church. Wow. And I said, and where are you now? She says, all I want to do, Tom, is evangelize. So we saw a complete transformation, a Saul Paul transformation of this PhD professor's life who was atheist for 37 years. And it was all due to God's grace speaking through a commercial that touched her heart in a way she understood and helped her take
0: another look that's awesome Wow. the book is called the willpower advantage building habits for lasting happiness uh, tom peterson is our guest tom i want to close out we just have about a minute or so remaining and i think one of the things that many people are feeling these uh, these days is a sense of despair there's a sense of like you know this is not going to get any better we're just headed to uh, armageddon it's it just it's horrible and so close out with that great theological virtue of hope the opposite of which is despair and how perhaps your book and also coming closer to uh, the teachings of our catholic faith can provide hope uh during the storm that we're going through and uh, thank you so much for joining us can you close out with a word about hope
11: i will uh it's i'll remind everybody it's always darkest before the dawn the devil loves to throw out mirages and scare us to think that he's winning we know christ already won the battle now What we don't know is it going to be one of those things like we're Peter saying, God, don't let this happen. And he's saying, behind me, you Satan, you're thinking the way the world thinks. God may allow certain things to happen that are not comfortable for us because it will shed more light on the darkness and it will eventually help save more souls. So what our prayer should really be is, Lord, thy will be done. Help me to either you know help us to either change these things shed light on the darkness so that more lives can be saved more babies can be saved from abortion more souls can come home to you that we can have more peace and freedom or if you're going to allow this to happen through your permissive will, let me be a soldier for you. And and Tom,
0: we're going to have to leave it at that. Uh, thank you so much. Sorry, the music's playing. We got to go. <laughs> and uh, Tom Peterson, thanks so much. The willpower advantage. Uh, God bless you. Thanks for being a guest. Uh, everybody, have a great weekend. Saint Francis, Xavier thank Cabrini. you for listening
1: to GRN Alive from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network. For more faith, fun, and facts, join our email list. Just text the letters GRN to the number 42828. That's GRN to the number 42828. And may your Friday be filled with the joy of the Lord.